We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have our voicemail episode. We're going to talk about all the stuff that happened with the coaching staff and everything with the senior bowl. We're going to answer some of your questions all in episode 169 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 169 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys as always. Malcolm and Pierre, how are you boys doing on this nice, what day is it? Uh, Thursday evening. Woo! I'm excited to be back. I was dealing with some personal issues last week, so I'm back. Let's get this thing going. Let's yeah. go, man. Let's go. I'm not live in my studio, so if I don't sound as clear, um, I'm not live. I'm, I'm, I'm in Mobile, Alabama, actually. I was <laughs> live at the Senior Bowl, so that was a very cool experience. Uh, we're going to do a voicemail episode, a mailbag. So I'm assuming we'll probably hear some questions about that. So I don't want to spoil a little. I don't want to spoil everything. So let's get right into it. So let's cue these nuts, whatever. I, I want to hear this intro. Mail time. Let's go. Cause something came in the mail today. Okay. These nuts. <laughs> Got him. <he>. Got him. <laughs> Let's go. All right, man. You know, did we? This has been a while since we actually did this. It's been what, a few weeks since we did the last voicemail. Since, uh, since the regular season, yeah, we haven't since done regular one season? season. Yeah, that yeah, was December. Is- this is our first off-season voicemail episode. I mean, I know you guys called in with the questions. And like always, we have the answers. So let's jump into the first voicemail. Mm-hmm. Voicemail. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, love the job you're doing. Um, glad the season's finally over. I hope we look to new, brighter things. Uh, just want to say, and I apologize if this sounds like 
uh, repeating or from other voicemails or stuff you guys already said. But um, one with the coaching staff, I personally like. I well, I like Matt Campbell or Dan Campbell the way he came out with his press conference, and I'm liking Brad Holmes so far and the staff that they're bringing on. Uh, I'm with you, Malcolm. This is something I think the kind of urgency that they needed to be doing, you know, three years back when they got Patricia. Uh, the way the staff is forming up, I just saw that we got Deuce Daly as the new running backs coach. Um, they're building a strong coaching staff and front office, and I just wish they kind of did this sooner. And to my point with Matthew Stafford, again, I was I love Matthew Stafford. I will always love him. I'll probably still root for him for wherever he goes. But I am really heartbroken because, I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks we've had. I've been a Lions fan since the Barry years, and he's been one of the best quarterbacks we've had ever. And he does deserve to go to a team with a chance to win a ring, but Lions kind of just screwed him over. So as sad it is to lose him, I hope he does do well, but I was not happy with it. But uh, hopefully the way Sheila is doing things uh, and Dan Campbell are doing things, maybe – Eventually, we can see this team do something special. I don't think we're going to strike as big as we did with Stafford, but hopefully we'll get a good mesh where it can lead us somewhere. Uh, can't wait to hear you guys' more breakdown on the free agency and the draft later on. Uh, but keep up the good work, guys. Love the show. One prize. Man. Yeah. So... He kind of felt the, he kind of felt the same way I did when yeah. when we lost Stafford, and I'm 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 happy to say this, I'm over it, I'm officially over it. Um, it it was it was a rough rough few days, you know, listening to you know R and B music at night. Like I felt like I got like I just got dumped, bro. Like I listened to this, bro, Marvin's room. I listened to slow <laughs> sad music, slow love songs. Like like why are you leaving me? Like it was bad, bro. <laughs> Marvin oh. Room is my uh, my that's my go-to. Yeah, Tyler, you ever, like, get, like, get destroyed. I get a Snapchat from Tyler sitting in the car playing Marvin's Room. Bro, like I'm telling you, it really felt like like that girl just dumped you, bro. That's what it felt like just hearing that news, man. And now I'm over it, man. I'm looking to the future. More fish in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm looking at the hires that they're doing. Uh, I love the hires, especially the the most recent one that they did, um, the Mark Bunnell hire. I, I, I'm I'm in love with that hire. I think that was that was a phenomenal move. He's gonna be a good. I think he's gonna be a great QB coach. So yeah, man, what do you guys how do you, how do you guys so, feel about everything? Can I talk about because I wasn't really on the whole talk about the Stafford news. Yeah, I was actually indifferent. I saw it coming. I wasn't mad. I wasn't happy. Um, we talked, me and Tyler both kind of like saw that we talked about it like previously. I sort of saw this coming and I think it's the best move for the Lions and for Stafford. 
And as far as uh, he mentioned, like the front office hires, right? So I do love the Dorsey hire because Dorsey has been aggressive in getting his quarterback. He took he took uh, Baker Mayfield number one. He traded up. He traded up for Patrick Mahomes. Here we go. God damn it. Go ahead. He was with the Packers when they took Aaron Rodgers. So what do you think? Everywhere he's been. He's been. He's got his guy right. Matt and then Jones. You, and then hold on. I'm not done though. <laughs> Tyler, stop. And then uh, you you look at Brad Holmes when they've been in LA. They've been aggressive when they want a player. They traded. They traded up for Jared Goff. They traded two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey. Um, you trade Stafford away, say to the Niners. You get seven number twelve. Seven number twelve could be used to move up and get a quarterback. Um, What's your theory? My theory? Yeah, just say it. You, you, you've been saying this the whole time. You pretty much said it from when you started talking about this just now. Just say I'll, it. I'll just say it. I'll, I love Zach Wilson. Um, <laughs> that's, my, that's not my theory, though. I don't know if he'll be there. I don't know if the Jets will trade out at two or if he'll be there at three with Miami. But um, I want them to trade up and get Zach Wilson if they could. That's if yeah. he's available. I don't know if the Jets will pass on him. just depends. And if not, I do like Justin Fields and Zet- Trey Lance. I'm still watching some tape on him, but I do like what I've seen so far from him. So, so I'm going to want to mention the call that I thought it was very, you know, key and something to bring up. And this is for the people saying we're never going to get a quarterback like Matthew Stafford again. So that means we're never going to have success. If we couldn't win with Matthew Stafford, that means we'll never have success. That's not necess- not necessarily true because he made a good point. We might not hit on a quarterback as good as Matthew Stafford is going to do as much as Matthew Stafford. But it's about building the team around whoever this quarterback's going to be. So the hope is now that with the coaching staff you bring in, the general manager you bring in, and you know all the front office moves you bring in, you're hoping with that you're going to be able to do a better job than what you did in 12 years with Matthew Stafford and that you could build a better team around this new quarterback rather than what you did for 12 years with Matthew Stafford. Like we have mentioned last episode, they wasted Matthew Stafford straight up. Right. And, and like the caller said, we might not find a talent like Matthew Stafford again. But we can maybe find a, a guy where we could surround this. We, we could surround him better than we did for Matthew Stafford. So, you know, the, for the people that have that theory is like we had this star quarterback and we couldn't win with him. What makes you think we could ever win with any other quarterback, not named like Patrick Mahomes? Because, you know, the chances of finding a Patrick Mahomes is little to none. It, it might never happen. So, um it's just how you surround this quarterback, and that's going to be very important. So I like the, how that caller brought that up, and that's what's going to be really important going forward with the franchise. And Right. You know, so. And um, another thing I want to bring up, you guys actually want to – you talked about the staff. Should we just name off who they hired so far just to, like, catch everyone up? Yeah, go for it. So I'll just start from OC to, like, down. So they got Andy Lynn, offense coordinator. We talked about that. Aaron Glenn, defense coordinator. Dave Flip from the Eagles as special teams coordinator. So he actually had a top special teams unit um, when he first got a job, like in 14, 15, 16. They were always like top five to top seven. After that, they didn't really prioritize signing um, special team guys, but he's a good special teams coordinator. Deuce Staley, really good running back. coach, so going to be huge for uh, DeAndre Swift. Mark Brunell, uh, Malcolm talked about him. I don't know much about him. Uh, ben Johnson is back. He did a good job with Hawkinson last year. Hank Fraley is back, which is huge. He did a great job with the O-line. They signed the Bear, or they they hired the Bears' uh, inside linebackers coach Mark DeLeon. I think I said his name. I'm not sure. Um, he's gonna be the linebackers coach, and then Aubrey Pleasant, the DBs coach slash the passing game coordinator. And then they also had Mike Clark as a strength and conditioning coach, and they added Kelvin Shepard as a defensive assistant for now. I don't know what his role will be. So, 
Pretty strong staff. Did you say DB's coach and passing games coordinator? So yeah, what that is basically that confuse hell out of me too. So, so wait, what? what? That is, yeah, yeah. So it's actually kind of so what it is is like he looks at the opposing um offenses tape, kind of. Okay. Or not the, hold up. Did I say that right? The defenses? Yeah, the defenses tape. I'm sorry. And he identifies how to attack that secondary. Because he's a DB's coach. Yeah, I guess so it makes sense. It actually, like, it's a little trend going around the league right now. There's, like, some teams that are starting to do it. So it was pretty interesting when I saw it. And then um, one other guy we didn't mention with the front office is Ray Agnew. So he was a director of pro scouting, worked with Holmes in L.A. Here's going to be his assistant GM. So I think that's kind of cool. Holmes, college side, Agnew, the pro side. And then you have Dorsey kind of, like, assisting both of them. So pretty cool. I mean, what I like about the, the staff the most is that they have a lot of former players. I love that. They've been they have a lot of former players. They're, they're guys who weren't just, you know, scrubs. These guys are actually really solid, good players. Deuce Staley, right. he was a solid running back for years. Mark, Bur- Mark Burnell, Mark Burnell, Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah. You know, he he's a really he's a solid quarterback. So we have some players that. Are our staff, so that that's that's a good look, man. Darren Campbell's our head coach, you know, he's a former player. I, li- I like this former player too. Yeah, I, I, I like Glenn. this. Aaron Glenn, another another Nate Pro Bowl corner. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. This is this is actually nice. I actually like this. Um, yeah, they're banking on these players are going to be good coaches, which is so. I mean, um, is what it is. Yeah, so the only openings they have right now are wide receivers and defensive line. They'll probably add some more assistants, like assistant D-line or assistant O-line or whatever. But those are the main vacancies. And I'm hoping they bring Robert Prince back. We'll see. And then the D-line is just – they said they were interviewing some guys today, but we don't really know who they are. Dave Briquette said that. So. Yeah, I know a lot of players, they still like um, Robert Prince. I mean, I know Kenny Galladay mentioned him today on Good Morning Football. Yeah. So Let's just hope that he never has to um, – be an interim coach. <laughs> head coach ever again. Let's, I mean, not, not, let's not make that ever happen again. I don't think that was really on him, but like, <laughs> dude, like Stafford went out, and then it was Chase Daniel, and then it was just a mess. Oh shit! This is that was a nightmare. All right, different, uh, story, different day. <laughs> uh, let's jump to Dave voicemail. Uh, voicemail. What's going on, fellas? Uh, hope you guys are having a a good week so far, and. I'm quite excited to have another uh, podcast or, uh, or voicemail episode on the podcast, so uh, glad to chime in. Man, a uh, lot of ups and downs. Um, I'll, share, I'll start with the downs because I think it'll be good to end on a high note. Um, obviously, with Matthew Stafford, is such a bummer that he is, you know, leaving. Bummer has been, you know, like I'm going to miss him. Uh, in fact, uh, my first ever game that I seriously watched was back in 2014, week one, Monday Night Football. I instantly fell in love with the game of football in the Lions when I saw Matthew Stafford juke out of a sack and throw a, a bomb to uh, Calvin Johnson. It, it was just a, it was a really cool uh, moment for me. And so I'm going to miss the man. But, uh, you know, if I'm being honest with you, I'm probably – uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of fans think this. I think that a lot of us had this in the back of our minds, even though we would, didn't want to admit it. I think this is for the best. I think that uh, this puts the pressure off of Campbell and his staff to win right away. In fact, I would not be surprised if we didn't make the playoffs for the first year or two. And I know that's going to freak people out. I know that people don't like hearing that. I'm just going to be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't make it to the playoffs 
by the third year, or until the third year. Uh, by the third year, I feel like they've had some time to retool, to rebuild, to change the culture enough, and I uh, I don't think that there's an excuse to, to, to make, they're not making it at that point, but um, heck, I mean, I, I mean, we could be surprised, but I'm just not going to throw in the, the P word until we at least get to the second or third year. That said, though, moving forward, um, I, I'm not sure what to expect for what quarterback to get. I'm not too into college football, but I have seen some good Zach Wilson highlights. I think that he's kind of my favorite, but I'd have to look more into Fields and uh, and Trey Lance and, and others as well. Um, now, with the moves, I really love the staff that Campbell's putting together. I've paid attention to. Um, funny enough, I've actually narrowed down about five teams or so that I'd love to see the Lions hire from. And obviously, you know, the ones that kind of – Stick out the most are the Saints and the the Chiefs. You know, I, I would have loved to see Eric Bieniemy, but Dan Campbell seems like the man. I mean, I was making kneecap jokes all week, and had, like, my girlfriend doesn't even watch football, and she thought it was hilarious and, and actually kind of inspiring too. That said, though, I love hiring Anthony Lynn, Aaron Glenn. These guys are guys I was hoping for. They got them. I'm quite surprised, but hey, maybe it shows that people believe in Dan Campbell and in this new regime. So maybe we should buy into, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm going to break my heart again. But I'm really hopeful. I'm optimistic. Nope. That's the t- all the time he had. Yep. Um, he mentioned Pierre's boy. I mean, Zach Wilson. We saw your face, Malcolm. You were, you were creeping up. <laughs> yeah, Malcolm was like, is Pierre smiling? And I, and I was, but Tyler was just laughing. <laughs> you know, when, when people when people bring up Zach Wilson, like, you can see like a, a certain type of joy that that goes like you see with Pierre. It's like bringing up a cute girl's name. It's like yeah. Like, it's like when your boys say, "Oh, just check out this girl," and you're like, you're like you, know, you bring up like your crush's name in public." It's just and like you like, got like, oh. that anxious like, "Oh yes." <laughs> yeah, so like you know, like how in previous years, like my draft crush has been like defensive guys, Josh Allen, um, who was it? Be Brian Burns one time. Who was like. Yeah, Debo Every, Samuels, Debo. Debo. So, like, he's my draft crush this year. Your draft crush? Yeah. Awari actually was one of yours, too. Awari yeah. was one of mine, yeah. So, I like him. I could be wrong. A lot of people, like, GMs are right or wrong. I like him. I hope he pans out. Um, he just has everything you want in a quarterback, in my opinion. He's accurate. He has a strong arm. He moves well in the pocket. He's not, like, a static quarterback. He can move. Um. I don't know. I just I like him, bro. I mean, what I like about him is that I mean, I didn't really know too much about him until people was like, "Watch him, watch him, goddamn it, watch him." So no, if you haven't watched Zach Wilson yeah. be on this podcast, like I, I don't think you'd even be friends with Pierre right now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Pierre, Pierre will make you watch. He will make you watch. I, I made you guys. I made you guys watch Debo too, didn't I? Yeah, yep. yeah. But yeah, what I like about Zach Wilson is that um, it, it's a contested throws he makes. And that's what I look for. Like a lot of like, can he make the NFL throws? Like I know a lot of people see like Justin Fields and or 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 or, or Mac Jones, and they're making those wide open throws. Like the guy's completely wide open, with, like a right. bomb, and it's a touchdown. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like that's not NFL throw. That he, that's exciting. Those guys, they, it, it's exciting watching TV. But yeah. guys in NFL, there's coverage, and those guys, the chances of your your receiver being that wide open in NFL. Is slim to none, and this is why Tua right now is struggling right now because he's seeing like it look like he's he's afraid to release the ball because he's like, wait, that guy's covered. And you're like, yo, that guy's not covered. You gotta throw, you gotta throw that ball. 
You gotta throw that ball through that window because he is not covered. He's not. He's open, and that's that's the cool problem right now. And Zach Wilson's not having that problem. And you can see those those tight throws he's he's throwing. So yeah, I mean that's that's what I like about Zach Wilson. And think, he's a three year starter. He started for three years, and he's improved every year. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's what separates him out of the bunch. I wouldn't be surprised if he was or becomes the best quarterback out of his class. When it's all said and done, I don't know. You never know. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is special. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good. I think he's going to be good, but I think Zach Wilson maybe could be the best, second best quarterback out of this class. I, 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 I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me because, I, like I said, he's making NFL throws every single game. Right, like, exactly. A better situation too than compared to Jacksonville. Just like what's his name, Burrow this year. Like Justin Herbert was the best. Rookie this year, but he was in a way better situation compared to Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that's why it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me. Um, so we'll see what happens. But and then yeah. also he mentioned about the Dan Campbell, you know, um, the experiment, how long it could take, like two to three years, and that's fair. You know, I don't think many people are expecting year one the Lions to make you know much significant moves as far as making the playoffs or even you know competing for the playoffs for that matter. Um, I think he brought up a good point. Like it's, it's going to be like a two-year, three-year type of deal. That's yeah, just how it is in the NFL when you rebuild. It's like a two, three-year deal where you try to get your guys in. You know, you right. build from the draft, and that, that's what's going to happen with Dan Campbell. I mean, there's not really much to build off here right now. I mean, statistically, one of the worst rosters in the NFL. And I'm not even saying that just to, like be mean or like rude. It's just straight up, we don't have a very good roster compared to other NFL teams. So right. it's going to take a while, and you know. Some of these guys as well might not be Dan Campbell fits that were pretty solid for us. Like, example, we were talking about this before the show. Maybe a guy like John Penasini, he was pretty good last year for the Lions. Maybe he's not necessarily a fit for Dan Campbell's system. and Maybe that's not a guy we're, we're looking at, we're going to have in the future. So it's going to be interesting, you know, uh, Dan Campbell building this roster and Brad Holmes building this roster for these next upcoming years. So like the caller said, I think it's by like a, Two, three years, probably more realistic, you know, time frame for the Lions, where you could probably expect, you know, for the team to compete a little bit more than what it's going to look like. And I wouldn't give up on Dan Campbell right away, even if it's a failing season, like as far as winning five, six games, or even less than that year one. Yeah, you, you have to be patient. Let me ask you a question: How do you know if it's a complete dumpster fire versus um, they're they're learning? Uh, guys playing for him, you know, if you could tell, you know, if. You know, guys are playing hard. The lines look gritty. Maybe not winning these games, but they look gritty and they're playing competitive in every game. That's showing signs where maybe this is going somewhere. But if it's guys like, screw this, I don't want to play right now, like Patricia, like where guys are just zoned out and not bought in, that's a difference. Frankly, we probably won't understand it because we're not going to be in that situation. We're not going to be on the field. We're not going to be in the locker room, so we won't know all these things. But... Those are like the signs. This is how how gritty is this team? Kind of like the, the situation or a good example I would bring up is like the Panthers. The Panthers weren't the best team on paper last year, and they didn't have the most wins on paper. But they were a team that was in it consistently. It didn't matter who they were playing, and that's just kind of what you want to see when you're rebuilding. I think the Panthers kind of got that in their first year with Matt Rule, which is almost doing the same thing as we expect Dan Campbell to do this offseason. So I think that's a good way to you know determine if it's a, a complete dumpster fire or um, if things are going the right way. And then also, I want to add to that, Tyler, player development too, like during the season, like you want to see like players kind of like improve as season goes on with Patricia. We, we didn't really see that that much. Um, 
with Campbell, hopefully you see like better player development. And they've hired all these former coaches like we talked about. So former players, you mean? My bad, yeah, former players. Yeah. yeah. So it just de- yeah, uh, it just depends how they play and how they look out there. That's going to be really important to right. really determine how this thing is going to, you know, how the ship is going to move going forward. Yeah, I just I just hope that it's competitive next year. That's all I'm hoping for. I don't care about wins and losses next year because I, I know it's rebuilding and we are rebuilding. I just want to just give me some competitive. Just give me some. Just give me some fun games. That's yeah, it, it could be a really brutal year. I'm going to warn you. It could be like one win, two win, three win season. I'm not. Just don't give up. You I mean, have to be I patient. I don't care. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about like. I don't care about that. I don't care about wins and yeah. losses. I just don't want. Like I said, I don't want like set, throw forty five seven. 28-3. You might have that. I mean, like, the, off, the defense. Playing games and it's like 28-3. If we win one game, that is not, I, I mean, that is not a good sign. I mean, we should be able to win more than one game. <laughs> I'm being honest, though. <laughs> no, like, this is going to be a brutal rebuild. I, like, I understand, but one game, 40, that's bad. Yeah, but think about 45-14. What is this team without Stafford? They haven't really won a game without Stafford, have they? You're going to hope you're going to have a foundation now. Yeah, you hope you have some, but it's still like one offseason. You're still kind of like cleaning up Bob. I know, I'm not saying you're going to win 10 games. I'm not saying that, but one game is not acceptable. I'm saying it, it could happen. Just got to be patient. You have a rookie. What if the rookie quarterback struggles? Like it's just, one game. Like, you know how bad one game is? That's very bad. That, that means a, that means a high draft pack. In a, in the roster is pretty bad too, bro. So <laughs> but one game. I mean, you saw the Niners. I don't, I don't, I don't they think they're like top five I, picks. Like, they went, but they won. Ago. They won six games. Like they didn't win one game. Not this year, but like Kyle's first years, they were kind of brutal. Shanahan's yeah, first no, couple. That, see, that, that's three, four games. I'm okay with that. Yeah, one, yeah, game, think, one, one game. One okay, game. I mean, four games is a, is a big whatever. difference. I, 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 I'm predicting anywhere between three to three to six games. That's anywhere, anywhere in that range. So three to one, six. one game is unacceptable. One game. That's brutal. I personally don't really. I don't know. We'll see what happens. If we're like Jets bad or Jacksonville bad, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. It depends, like who's on the roster, who they resign, who they cut, who they bring back. We'll see what happens. That's still not a good sign. <laughs> I don't care if they, if they win two games, but the the games look like like the last four games we had last year. You're gonna come out with some of those wins. There's no way you win two games and you're competitive in almost every game. You just said we have one of the worst rosters in the NFL. I get it. I get it. And there's I'm, no quarterback, I'm, like I'm, no proven quarterback. I'm, I'm in making place. a big difference between three games to one game. It's a huge, significant difference. To they me, went, it's not. They went. Listen, that record would be one in 16? Yes. It would be the first one in 16 <laughs> team ever. <laughs> God damn it, man. Like, that won't be good. That's not I'm a good I'm just look. saying, like, they're, they're going to be, it's going to be brutal. Like, these next cute new two, one to two, three, like, one to two years are going to be really let's, brutal. Let's, so let's, let's not hope for that. How about, how about we say this? The QB, whoever we get at QB is going to be exciting. I hope. He's going to make it, he's going to make it fun whether we win or lose. Let's just say that, okay? Yeah, I don't think we're going to win. We're going to hope he wins more than one game. <laughs> How many games did um just just Justin Herbert had a phenomenal rookie season? But how many games did he win? He won what three games? Like that's three fine. Games? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what about what's the name? Joe Burrow before he before he um I was gonna say the word died, but that's that's I'm not gonna oh, say that. ACL. Before he tore his um, ACL, how many he um won like I think two. He won two games. So I mean, that's what you're kind of gonna expect from these guys. And that was half a year what? too. That wasn't even a full year too. So we'll, we'll just see, man. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know, but there's a big difference between one and three. I'll just say that. Yeah, I don't want to win one game, man. That'll be brutal. that'll be a brutal season, man. One game. It just depends. Like it depends. Um, we'll see. 
I don't care. As long as it's fun. Uh, voicemail. So, I've been trying to think about the Stafford situation now the last couple of days. and uh, I'm a big Stafford fan, obviously, with most Lions fans. It, it's going to hurt like hell to see him on, on, on another team. Um, but I can't help but feel so much fucking hatred and anger towards Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. This is, this is 100% their fault. Um, I, I literally hope but nothing but the worst for them for the, the rest of their lives. I'm so That's pissed how they ran this team into the ground the last three years. And I will never forgive them. That's all I want to say. I just, I, I cannot fucking believe how bad they were together. I, I said that in the last episode, man. This, this is unforgivable for what they did. I, I get it. But it's, it's unforgivable. You, you, you wish nothing but... Like, you, wish, you hope their life goes to hell for the rest of like, that. That's just too much for me at that point. That, you know what, that, 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 that's, that's, that's much. That's much. But man, like... Not forgive on the football side. Fine, I get you. You're fine with that. That's, I won't... I won't uh, yo, personally, like, if I see Matt Patricia, like, in public, like, I'll walk right past him. That's fine, but would you sock the guy just because he didn't win you a game, or because he wasn't successful? No. Okay, no. like, or like you it's... wish bad upon him. That's just like doing too much, in my opinion. All right, Mel, I have a question though. If you saw Pat, Paul Pasqualini, would you ask him for a picture? Paul Pasqualini, I would. Oh. I love Paul. That, that's, that's, the, the... <laughs> that's my favorite coach. No, nah, man. You know, you know, I actually, you know, I actually took a picture of Paul Pasqualini. You know that. But that's no, why he was on the him. team. That's why he was on the team and everything. With him. What's Paul Pasqualini? Dude, he's iconic at this point. I would do it as a joke. Yes, he's iconic I too. I don't, I don't have hatred toward Paul Pasqualini. Because <laughs> I knew his role here. He was like the a puppet. He didn't do diggly crap. It's Kermit. All he did was follow whatever pa- pa- um, Matt Patricia wanted him to do. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at him. I'm just mad that, man, it's like... They... Well, you could be you, you could be mad at him. That was his mentor. <laughs> that was his mentor. <laughs> <laughs> he grew no, up Patricia. No, I man. mean, all oh. jokes aside, bro, like I I don't wish hell on anybody, but like what Matt Patricia mm-hmm. and Bob Quinn did to this team, they literally ran it to the ground. So they destroyed it. They destroyed it. Um they destroyed I don't sing Henley destroyed it. I don't think they'll get another chance either of them. I just I mean Bob Quinn drafted like Really weird, and then Patricia was just like really bad. So Bob Quinn didn't even. I don't, I don't even look at Bob Quinn as being that bad of a GM. Bro, Tease Tabor and Jelani Tavai in the second round is I not. I, I, and he I, didn't I, learn his lesson. Like after he drafted an un, like unathletic dude, he goes out and does it again. I get it. I uh, I get it. But so, I mean, it's just, Maybe was he drafted for Patricia? Is, is, did Patricia want him too? He's the GM though. Like you, you can't say was he drafted for Patricia. He's drafting for both of them. Like he's building the team up for the coach. Maybe Patricia said, "Look, I want all guys who are two fifty to two sixty in my linebacking core." And that's pretty much that's what they wanted. But there was like, I don't know. And that's the way he's landing on Jelani Tavai. I mean, one, I, of, I don't know. one of a kind prospect. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> He wasn't wrong. That's what, that's, what you want. that's what he wanted. I mean, shit. He wanted a one-of-a-kind prospect. Yeah, one-of-a-kind prospect. I mean, this wasn't the one-of-a-kind you were thinking of, but he was a one-of-a-kind prospect. 
I mean, shit. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I mean, like, he didn't do, like, he did dumb shit, but then he did good stuff. He got Frank Ragnall, Taylor Decker. As far as being a GM and knowing that our, our offensive line was a problem. He did fix it. He completely fixed that. That's all he did, though. That's all. I mean, yeah, you can say he does. Yeah, I mean, that's all he did. I mean, overall, he was a bad GM, but I see what Malcolm's saying. He wasn't the. He wasn't the the worst. Like he's ba- he, he was bad, but he's not like Ted Ginn Jr. eighth eighth overall pick bad. Yeah, he is. Mean. Yeah, he is. You think he he's is. worse than Jeff Ireland? Jeff Ireland didn't. He didn't hit on Bob anything. Quinn, Bob Quinn hired Patricia and stuck with Patricia too. Oh, that that, mean, that that that's bad. That, see, that's, that's why. That, that's that why he got fired. Back. And that's why he got fired. That's why. Yeah. He, that's why he got fired. That's why he, he deserved fired to get fired. The wrong coach from the beginning. Can he I, just like he allowed the circus to, to go on for. Can I pick up my analogy. It's like yeah, comparing but... a garbage bin to a recycling bin. There's not a difference. There you go. There's no, he's not Jeff Ireland bad. It was pretty bad. It's bad. It's just they're bad. Like who cares? Look at the free agent bad. contracts they gave out. None of none of them really. Only a couple of oh, them worked out. Okay, what are we getting here? They're bad. They're, they're bad. both yeah. bad. They're, they're both there's, bad. There's, what is the end result here? What do we get into? Like, who's worse? Who yes. cares? They suck. They both suck. And they're both gone. And they both neither of them have like a head coach or GM job. So that like, tells like, you what's like. What are we getting towards here? Who's worse? Like, what does that mean? Who cares? They both are bad. They're both trash, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right, was well. Ireland. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was scary, and now people are like, "Oh, give him a second chance." I'm like, "Y'all didn't, y'all didn't single handedly witness what he did." <laughs> like, I sat back and watched the, all those years of Jeff Ireland, and I saw, I had, I looked in the face of Dolphin fans, and I felt their pain. Everybody was like, "Give him a second chance! Give him a second chance! He needs a second chance." No, I'm good, bro. He only needs a second chance. Uh, voicemail. What's up, boys? Over here making some pasta. Just kind of mulling over what uh, is going on over there at the old Pro Day deal. A little excited to see what uh, Danimal is going to be able to play with here in 2021. Hope everything's going good for you guys. Um, I guess I'm just kind of curious what your uh, biggest takeaways are of the uh, first couple days and uh, I'm also curious if uh, you guys have ran into any other. Uh, uh, Lions uh, media while you've been out there, but anyway, I guess it's pretty big stuff just because there's not much else going on with the combine being canceled and everything. So, um, anyway, love the show. Hope you guys are doing good. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye. All right. So we have our first senior bowl question, and this oh. is going to go to Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. Who is there right now? He's actually still there right now, yes, recording yeah. live from the hotel. I am. So. I, I I feel bad for because you know when we we're talking about Bob Quinn in Ireland, I realized I forgot I'm not in my home right now, and I was pretty loud, so <laughs> it wasn't too loud. Um, what was the question again? Did I meet anyone from Lions Media down here? Yeah, meet anybody from Lions Media. Did, so and give us the, uh, give us a couple of thoughts on some players, a couple of players that you like down there. Yeah, okay. yeah for... that's cool. Um, so as media, none of the beat guys are here this year, obviously because of COVID, so they're very limited this year, but. Uh, Lions.com is here, so Tim Toiderman and Tori Petri, they were here. Mm. Uh, caught up with them very briefly. Nice people. And then as far as um, prospects uh, that I liked, th- there's a lot of them. So 
I had a sleeper going into the Senior Bowl. This is my expectation. This was a guy who opted out of the year, and I'm like, I'm really excited to see him because I haven't seen him in a while, and that was Nico Collins, receiver from Michigan. So I saw Nico Collins play for a very bad system and a very bad quarterback. So I, I knew there was a better version of Nico Collins. And these quarterbacks down here are not great, but they're a lot better than what Shea Patterson was. Shea Patterson, I think, was one of the lowest – prospects that's ever I've ever graded from an NFL like level going to the going to the draft. I'm not even trying to be rude. Like I think he actually is one of the lowest grades I've ever had on a guy. Was was he a first star recruit? He was, yeah. How the hell? Like an almost. But coming in to the NFL draft, he was very low on my board. Um, oh, yeah, so, yeah, he was both. yeah, he was low. Yeah. So um seeing Nico Collins, he he's really impressed me this week so far. He's been he just look a nice vertical threat, you know, showing some nice speed. He looks very big out here, so I've been really impressed with him. Um, Quarterback-wise, you know, the quarterbacks this year have been not necessarily great. There isn't, like, that Justin Herbert this year where, like, there's that one eye-popping guy where I'm like, wow, look at this guy, look at this kid. But, you know, these quarterbacks are all, like, you know, they're doing, they're, they're, they've been impressive. They're, they're going to be guys that are probably going to be drafted. I think all of them will be drafted. Guys like Jamie Newman, Mac Jones, Sam Ellinger, uh, who else is down here? Felipe Frank, maybe, you know, he's maybe been the worst of the pack. But guys like Jamie Newman, you know, he was another one who opted out of this year. He's been pretty impressive this year, or in the senior bowl. I've, I've been impressed with him. You know, he's making some really nice passes. Just the decision-making needs to be a little better. Mac Jones, I mean, a lot of criticism, who? Mac Jones. Who? <laughs> Good boy of, from Bama. A lot, of, a lot of criticism, you know, coming into Bama for Mac Jones, and a lot of people want to see, you know, what he could do. And he's looked pretty good, man. He's looked very poised. He's not one of those guys that wows you with like what he does. He doesn't have the big arm. He doesn't have the mobility. You know, he's just kind of one of those smart, accurate quarterbacks. That's what you're getting with Mac Jones, and he's proved that so far here and down in Mobile. A lot of good receivers, though, down here. Another guy I've been really impressed with is uh, the Florida kid, Kadarius Toney. Uh, he had a very good uh, year at Florida this year, and he, he he's shown that speed off. One issue I've had with him watching him so far is, is drops. I mean, he, he'll get open. That's that's one thing he'll do. He'll get open. And uh, Pierre sent me a video. I saw it live. It was him. He looked like a human joystick. Look, he was like playing Madden, clicked all the juke buttons, and it was beautiful. And he made the nice catch out of it, but... One thing he's going to need to, to work on is, is is catching because that's one problem he's had. He, I saw two plays. It was on Wednesday. Got wide open, burnt his corner, but had two drops. So he did all that work resulting into nothing. Another guy that's uh, really impressed me, another local guy, Dwayne uh, Eskridge from Western Michigan. He's been really impressive. I mean, he yeah. he's made himself a lot of money uh, over these this, this week. You know, he, he's been very impressive. And then there's another guy, offensive lineman. I'm trying to think of his name right now. Hold up, I got to pull it up right now. Hold up. What's his name? He's been so good. Oh, this guy. Quinn Mertis uh, from Wisconsin, Division Three guy from Wisconsin. Whitewater. I never heard of the school before. Division three school, but he's been very impressive. Something I really like about this guy. He keeps his tummy out during practice. He's been very good though. Been a molar both in the run and passing game. And those one on one drills where you know a lot of scouts and a lot of people just that's where the attention is towards. And Mobile, everyone loves those drills, the one on ones with the defensive linemen and and the offensive linemen. He's been very impressive. I mean, he's been very good. Another guy I really have been impressed with is uh, Quincy Roche from Miami. He's been really good. Athletics. Slim, flexible guy. 
off the edge. I like him for a 4-3 scheme. He could play some 3-4. He's been playing some Jack linebacker down here too. So um, versatile, could play both the 4-3 and 3-4. But he's been, he's been pretty impressive. Um, so, yeah, those are some guys I would keep an eye out for. Speaking of Tony, um, Malcolm actually like posted a video on Twitter or like a retweet. And he, like the guy made someone like look really stupid. His release was crazy. And I was like, Malcolm, he dropped the ball. He's like, oh shit, I didn't even notice that. And it was Kadarius Tony. Oh, that, yeah. that was him? I think that was him, yeah. Oh, you see, and the thing is, that that DB looked so bad. Because the thing is, guys, you know, if, you, if you're new to the show, I played DB before. So I was looking at the DB and his technique, and I was like, this guy has to play safety. There's no way in hell his hip, his hips, it was bad. It was a corner. He's a corner. The safety guy's is going the, to be drafted. The, the there's safe. no way <laughs> that guy. His hip movement was awful. His footwork was awful. It, it was just bad. It was. He was. His technique was so awful. That I didn't even notice that the receiver dropped the pass. Yeah, the safeties worked with the linebackers on those one-on-one drills. The wow. guarding running backs. Wow. Yeah, but there's been a lot of good receivers down here. Another guy I almost forgot about because he only practiced the first day was Levi Ozwuki, Ozwuski, whatever the hell his name is from Northwestern. Ooh, I like him. Yeah, he's very good, man. Been very good pass rusher down here. He only practiced on Tuesday, but he had very good film. And this is a guy I think he's going to go in the first round for sure. And I think he made himself a lot of money in just in that one day of practice. So a lot of, you know, there's there's been good talent. So for me, coming into Mobile, a lot of the guys I expected to have, you know, big weeks were a little underwhelming. Guys like Alex Leatherwood, I want to see, you know, uh, Deontay Brown from Alabama. I want to see them have a little better performances. Trey Smith, another lineman I expected a little bit more. They were, like, a little underwhelming, honestly, but it was kind of like the small guys, like Eckerbridge from Western Michigan. He was very impressive. I just mentioned that lineman from Wisconsin, yeah. Whitewater. I mean, th- there's been some you know, low-key prospects making some money, which is, you know, very cool to see. Tylen Wallace was another guy I was really impressed with. He didn't practice on Thursday, but he was he was really good this week as well. And then another kid, Richie Grant from UCF, he he, he made himself maybe a first-rounder just out of this week. I mean, really? safety. Mm. I mean, he was very, very good this week. I mean, he looked very poised, had two big interceptions. The coaching staff loved him down here. I mean, he was a big name, and he was really fun to watch. Wow, I like it. I like he it. He, he might have been my player of the week, honestly, without oh. watching the game yet. But Richie Grant, uh, keep an eye out for him. Wow, I like it. I like it. Um, with that being said, let's jump into the very next, very next voicemail. Uh, voicemail. That was going on, fellas. So, uh, uh, well, one of my uh, topics was I love the direction the lane's going this off season, as far as you know the staff, like. Um, I like the Dan Campbell signing. I like the staff that came with him. I like Anthony Lynn. I like the defensive coordinator. I like what they're doing. Now the next question is, what do you what do you guys like the Lions gonna do with Galladay? You think they're gonna let him walk? I wouldn't honestly. Um, I sign Galladay back. And um, do you guys have any mocks coming out anytime soon? I saw one of them. Well, it wasn't yards, but I saw one from uh, Dave Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks that they had uh, the Lions possibly trading. I know it's just a mock, but they had the Lions possibly trading Stafford to the Colts and getting the first-round pick, and then they had us taking Justin Fields at seven, and they had us taking 
Quiddy Pay, the pass rusher from Michigan at number twenty one. I like Quiddy Pay. Like he's the he's the next best pass rusher in the draft. I like uh Russo, but I mean I like Quiddy Pay better than him. Quiddy Pay got so much upside and he got so much talent, he raw. Um Um uh, 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 linebackers. What do you feel like we should do with linebackers? I feel like we don't really have too much money to really shop around in free agency. But, I mean, if we can get a player or two. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like what they're doing right now, man. So, you know, hopefully we get some, we trade Stafford and get some, you know, some nice little picks because we only got five draft picks. So we need, you know, the extra players or whatever. So, but yeah, I just want to get you, get you guys perspective on, you know, what route. What route you think we should take? Who would you guys take a one-eight quarterback? I like Justin Fields. I like Trey Lanes too, but I like Justin Fields. Um, if we can get two first-round picks, who would the second person y'all want? Like I said, I like Quiddy Pay or uh, Michael Parsons, but you know that's just me. But I just want to get you guys guys perspective on that. But you know, I love the direction they're going in. I can't wait to see you know how it's going to be after the draft, really after the Senior Bowl. But all right, fellas, peace. Uh, I guess I mean just move on to Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a lot. So he asked for our first mock draft. So we actually do one yearly. We do a yearly mock draft, three-round mock draft of just the line. We don't do one for the whole NFL. Um, something I do personally, and I know Pierre does this too, we do a personal mock draft, so first rounds, and we post that on our page. So look out, look out for those. Malcolm, might maybe, maybe we'll even do his own maybe this year. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So um, as far as that, we'll see. And then um, – he mentioned linebackers. So the linebackers, you know, I've seen here at the Senior Bowl, there's been some intriguing ones. One I've been really impressed with is with Jabril Cox from LSU. You know, he's kind of one of those coverage guys. He almost reminds me of like a young Jamie Collins a little bit, a guy who could cover running backs, cover tight ends. He's, he's been very impressive so far. And, you know, there's some, some of those plays where, you know, th- those drills are not benefited for the linebackers. They're very difficult for linebackers because, you know, keeping, with up, keeping up with the running backs on one-on-one is – it's hard as hell, but he's, he's done a good, very good job. And obviously, I think the best out of the guys we've seen down here, uh, that's a guy I would definitely keep an eye out for day two. I think he makes a lot of sense, too, going forward for the scheme uh, with Aaron Glenn and what Dan Campbell kind of want to do here. So Jabril Cox is someone I'd keep an eye out for as well. I forgot to mention him when we had the senior bowl question. All right, and what about um, who do you got going? Number he's, He, he want to know who would you pick at number seven. Uh, my first quarterback, I'm not on the Zach Wilson hype train as much as, as Pierre. I'm more on the Justin Fields, Trey Lance type of boat. I think those guys are the fits for uh, you know, what we want to do. Um, <laughs> you know, we mentioned the Mark Buehler signing, you know, mobile quarterback. I think that makes a lot of sense with Justin Fields, Trey Lance's type of game. And it's almost kind of today's NFL, a quarterback who can move in the pocket, has a nice touch pass, and both those guys have that. And, you know, it's going to be forward. I think they make a lot of sense, though, both of those guys. So I'm more on that hype train rather than Zach Wilson just because a little more mobility at that position. Okay. Um, obviously, you guys know where I'm at. I don't need to explain myself. But he did mention the Colts. I, I, I think, like, the buzz today all, all around Twitter, and even Tyler even heard at the Senior Bowl, was Tyler, go ahead and say it because you heard it. I actually saw it on Twitter, but you heard it, so go ahead and say the buzz. Yeah, so it seems like you overhear stuff because not too many people and they're all in one area, so you kind of overhear stuff and there's big time people here, so you overhear some stuff. 
And, you know, the, it seems like everyone is assuming Matthew Stafford's going to be a San Francisco 49er. That's just, like, what people are assuming. That's not a done deal. I'm not here to break some news. I'm, that's just what people are assuming. It makes sense, yeah. you know, for the Lions and San Francisco because they have the number 12 pick, so that's very tempting, you know, for the Lions. It's very intriguing for them. And then, you know, for the 49ers, obviously they kind of have that window right now where they need a quarterback and maybe they're a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl and that could be Matthew Stafford for them. So it makes sense for both sides. So I think that makes a lot of sense for the Lions and the 49ers. And that just seems like what, what's going around right now around the media. But, you know, knowing the NFL and just knowing sports in general, you can never put a bang on it until it's official, right? Because all we know tomorrow, the Colts call in, they – they offer something crazy, you know. That's just how sports work. So, right, right now, on the day of this recording, San Francisco seems like the team. And the reason why I think also would be San Francisco probably the Colts, just because 12 pick and number 21 pick, big difference in terms of what they could do with that, whether it's trade up, stay there, trade down, whatever it is. Um, they, they'll get more with number 12 if they yeah. get the right guy, obviously. So. so, like, whatever package they get, the number 12 pick is almost going to outdo that 21 so it's, it's a big difference. Big difference. So, um, as far as I mean, we know what we all know. What Pierre wants to do. Pierre wants to package our first round picks to get Zach Wilson. Uh, that's 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 what he wants. Even if he's uh, not available, I'd be down to do that with Justin Fields as well. So to package your for two first round picks for Justin Fields. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna fall to seven. You got Atlanta at four. One is obviously gone. Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think Atlanta will take quarterback. Matt Ryan is 37. They're starting a new regime down there. So then you have the Panthers at eight, the Broncos at nine, teams that come jump Detroit. So would, 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 think... it, would, it, would it shock you if a team picked Mac Jones over? Out of, out of, and, out of four. Out of yeah. four. Like, like, not, like, like in the middle. Like, say, if, yeah, like a team like Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent shock you guys. If, 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 why wouldn't it shock me? Why why wouldn't it shock me? Because I've seen teams do dumb shit all the time. Um, I mean, we we watch we watch just, we, we watch the, the the Raiders play Clint Farrell. See, that's different though. That's different. Josh, yeah. The the only way I'm going to say it's different, and I don't agree with it, and it's it's obviously it hasn't worked out. But you see more potential in those guys. Like, I don't see how any NFL scout sees more potential in Mac Jones rather than. Any of those guys we just mentioned out of the top four. So, like, is there any comparison between uh, Mac Jones and like a Joe Burrow? I mean, no, I just I don't see no. it. It's kind of more like, like I, a I, Mac I, Jones. I mean, I think they have. Dawn, I think they. Sorry. I think they both had like the same type of season. They both came out one year. They had yeah. their one year starters, both of them. And yeah, they but both, they're they're different. They both like, have a good surrounded by talent. Both surrounded by talent. Yeah, but both like, had a magical bro. season. Wow, Matt, Matt, Jones just, Matt Jones just doesn't do much for me, dude. Like, I watch him. He, he just he, doesn't do much he does, for but me. He, he does, but he does a lot of right things, though. He, he's smart. He makes he's a smart, smart decision. Exactly. He does, he does a lot of right things. And, and that's going to get him far in the league. And, and that's what's going to make him the league. That's why he's getting this talk of being a first-rounder or maybe a second-round pick. And it's because of his smart decision-making. But, you know, the skill traits are just straight up not there with Mac Jones. And that's why... I don't for the record, how, I, for the record, I, I, if Detroit would do this, I would be pissed. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, just letting everybody know now. People are like, "Oh wait, he wants Mac." No, 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 no. I like Alabama, but I, I, I've seen the difference between 
Tua and Mac Jones. On, All right on now, Melvin, I have a question for you. Since you love Mac Jones, say the Lions pass on what? a quarterback. Stop! In the first round. Stop saying that. No, say they pass on a quarterback in the first round. He's there when they pick in the second round. Would you take he, Mac Jones? In the there, second there's round? no way Mac Jones going in the second round. I think I think if he's there in the New England pick, hundred percent they take him. Hundred. I think hundred percent like Patriot or like a Saint kind of thing. That's what I'm saying. Really if he's there for the New England Patriot pick, hundred percent they pick him. I don't say a hundred, but. He fits that. He fits. He fits them. Like I, I can see them trying to turn him into a Brady. And then you're gonna see it on the media. He turns into be a star. Oh, we had the Jason Mac Jones. No, honestly, like where we're at right now, and a realistic option I think is is Trey Lance, and that's where a guy who I'm comfortable with. If they don't move up, I don't think if you get two first round picks. I mean, you look at it this way: where you have five picks, so yeah. now you have two first round picks, and those are two potential starters. I don't want to package those guys to get a guy who might be just as good as a guy that we pick at seven. Right, like, but why Justin Fields you, could be could Justin Fields could be just as good as Trey Lance. Yeah, they could, but like if you have a guy and you love that guy, you go up and get him. You don't want to say, like, "Oh, we're just gonna wait and hope he falls to us." I think you gotta. I think you gotta go there and have options. I mean, like unless you think this guy's gonna come out and be a flat out star. Well, that's why if like that's why you trade up because you yeah that's why you, that's like why you trade guy. up that's why you, that's why you trade up but. Like the difference between Justin Fields and Trey Lance to me, I don't, I don't think it's a big, big, big gap in talent. That's what it was before the year two. I mean, that was the big debate: who's quarterback two? I mean, this was before Zach Wilson kind of emerged, but that was the debate all year. You know, who's quarterback two, Lance or Fields? I mean, I mean it was. I think they, they both have big. Both could make. Both have big time arms. Both could. They could move out move the, in pocket. the pocket. Yeah. I mean, the difference between those two. I mean. Unless, like, if they're flying off the board quick, like like Will Pierce is predicting. Like, say if, you know, the first, you know, three picks, and say if Atlanta does pick Justin Fields, then you're like, oh, shit, maybe I got to move up. And that's, I think. To get, tra- to, get tra- to get Trey Lance, because at that point, you're scared that you're going to lose Trey Lance. But I think that makes sense, too. It's kind of like last year when the Lions had that leverage, too. You know, we thought teams would be able to trade up with the Lions, but it just didn't ever happen. I mean, they, no one panicked, and at the end of the day, everyone got their guy. Miami got Tua, the Chargers got Herbert, and I think they were both comfortable. I think the Chargers, they looked at that situation because we're almost in that same situation as the Chargers last year. We're like, you know, we might be getting our third guy, but I think the Chargers looked at it as like, we don't see much of a difference with Tua and Herbert, so we'll be satisfied with either guy, and we'll keep our draft pick instead of trading other draft capital. And Maybe the Lions see that with Fields, Wilson, and Lance – which is very possible. So, yeah. I, but if they love the guy, then I see Pierre's point making sense. Maybe they go up and just trade for the guy. Like I said, uh, Brad Holmes in LA, he traded up for a guy. Um, John Dorsey is with the Chiefs. He traded up for Mahomes. I'm telling you, quarterback is hard to find. If you think he's your guy, you go up and get him, no matter what. You I don't want to risk it. Yeah, I want to make it clear too, because I, I think everyone's just assuming we're taking a quarterback this year, and that's not necessarily true. Honestly, it doesn't. It, it, it's not necessarily true that we're taking a quarterback this it's year. It's not necessarily true, but if you don't, it's kind of like you're kind of questioning, like, what are we doing here? Well, maybe because you love a guy doesn't mean Brad Holmes yeah. loves the guy. Yeah, doesn't but like, isn't this like, isn't this like a strong quarterback class that we've all talked about it? But that's yeah, every year. I mean, yeah, that, we, we, don't, we don't know who's coming out next year. Like, I don't even know who's coming out next year. But it just takes one phenomenal year. And then you're like, Adler, Joe Burrow. Yeah. Every day they're like, oh, Joe Burrow. Then there you, there you have a Joe Burrow. So it, it's tough Zach to Wilson. say. Zach Wilson. Yeah. It, it's tough to say that 
next year or the next or the year after that, there's gonna be no guys. This yeah, but it. like, I just think though they'll take their guy this year. I don't know why I think that, but we'll see though. You know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but what I'm, what I'm trying to make a point is that like, just because there's quarterbacks there doesn't mean we have to take one if they don't love the guy. I don't rush that situation. I don't rush yeah. that decision. Make sure you love the guy before you're just taking him just to take a quarterback. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, don't just take and, a and, quarterback. And Trey Lance, take Trey, a quarterback. And, and Trey Lance is, is is a risky situation. I mean, he's a boomer bust pick. Like just because I love him, I see why people have caution with Trey Lance and would not touch him. And that's yeah, fine. That's completely fine. What's kind of scary with me is that, you know, the reason why he went to the school he went to is because no other teams looked at him as a quarterback. No, well, he can get no offers anywhere. Like he would get offers, but they were like, "Yeah, you can come to our school, but uh, you're gonna be a receiver, or you come to our school, but you could be a running back." And he I stuck really, to his guns. He stuck to his guns, and he wanted to play quarterback, and that's why he went there. Yeah, there was a whole interview on that. Yeah, and just like the, I mean, I told you, a Division three guy st- stood out to me today, and he looked good against all these SEC guys, ACC guys, Big Ten guys. So I sometimes I take the the competition with a grain of salt, and when people say like they don't like the guy just because of competition, I get it, it's fair. It's just like sometimes like these guys are talented. Like you just take talented players. I mean, it doesn't really matter what school you went to. Like. You can go to a small school, but you could be talented and you could be a very good player at the NFL. I understand everyone wants to see him versus the SEC guys, the Big Ten guys, or just the Power Five in general. But just because they play in the Division Two doesn't mean they're a bad player. Just because Didn't, what's his name go there? Didn't what's his name go there? Um, Carson Josh? Wentz. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, even Josh Allen didn't go to Josh Power Five school. He went to Wyoming. Yeah. So like, yeah, Zach man. Wilson is BYU a Power Five school or no? No, I just no. I'm, no. And I love the guy so. That's what I'm saying. It's like just because guys don't always go to the big school doesn't mean they're bust or they're not going to succeed. I mean, Tony Romo, right. I mean, he's not the greatest quarterback in NFL history, but he's an undrafted guy from some random school. I can't even remember in Illinois. Yeah, it's, that, was, that was random. That's random. Yeah. <laughs> but my, my thing my thing is not because not of school he went to. Yeah. I just want to know why nobody viewed him as a quarterback. I mean, and he's he's been he's been phenomenal in, in college, but it's like what gave all those teams a a red flag saying you're not gonna be a a, a, a quarterback here with all these mobile guys in college and nobody viewed him as a quarterback. It's just it's he just weird. To me. He proved he had he had the speed too. He has the size, so you can see why he, he, he definitely a wide receiver or whatever. But he proved him wrong. He definitely proved him wrong because he's about to be a first round draft pick. And then also, one thing I also say about QBs who kind of don't play in good competition, I kind of was talking to someone about this the other day. It's like the guys they have on their team also are not that good either. And the guys they're going against also are not like the best either. So when you stand out, when you stand out like the way you stand out in a D2 school, that's pretty impressive too. So <laughs> I was going to say, unless you go to Ohio State. You're just bringing that up because you're a coolest statement. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying like, that's, I mean... They don't play the toughest competition, but they, they're, they're a stacked team, and they they. Well, they look good when they play the good teams too. They do. I mean, they, they make the national championship. They do. They do. They do. And, yeah. You know, you're not playing scrubs, and you're making the national championship. You got to beat somebody very good to make the national. Yeah, championship. you got to you got to you got to beat the big dogs to get there. I know, I know, I know. All right, uh, let's jump into the next voicemail. Um, uh, voicemail. What's up, Prime Podcast? My name is Jeremy Winkle. Uh. One thing that I just had a really big uh, question of is what team do you think Stafford has the best chance to win a Super Bowl on? Uh, 
obviously not named the Lions. My personal opinion is his best team would be to stay chance is to stay in the NFC. And I'm going with the 49ers. Uh, I think that would be a perfect situation for him. Uh, they already have a very established running game and off the young, young wide receivers. I uh, just wanted to hear what you guys thought. But all in all, I think he's got to stay in the NFC to have the best chance at a Super Bowl. All right, that was quick. That was that was good. Right. Um, what yeah. do you guys think? I kind there's, of a go ahead. two teams for me. Yeah. Oh well, for me, I like the one of them, the NFC one, San Francisco. That's number one for me. And then I like India a lot. I think those are both teams that are built to win Super Bowls right now. They got the rosters around them to succeed. So one of those two teams, I think, have the very best chance of winning the Super Bowl for Stafford. Hundred percent. For me, there's three. Um, one of them just might be a shocker. It's the Niners, obviously. Kyle Shanahan, that defense when it's healthy is really good. They have a running game, good O-line. Number two is Indy. Again, really good running game, good O-line, good defense. And then, like, the third one might be a shock to me, but it's the, it's a Washington football team. It's a weak division, really good defense. They got some nice uh, weapons there. They'll probably add some more this year. So Those, those are three teams that you could go there, but to win a championship? Um, well, once you get in the playoffs, right, the NFC is kind of weak, so anything could happen. No, I, think AFC, they, I, I think I think they got a good future. The yeah, AFC they definitely have to go through Mahomes, which is kind of hard. The AFC has to go through Mahomes and Josh Allen. Those guys are kind of like, kind of like the Brady and the Manning sort of. I think they're going to be like that. So, Thank God he didn't say Lamar Jackson. I think I think the thing is, I think Stafford makes whichever those teams that much better that you can you could go to duel with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but. Like, he said, like, the easiest way, it's probably be through the NFC. Too. Oh, so, easiest way, of course. I mean, if you just want to avoid Patrick Mahomes, yeah, go to the NFC. Yeah, so. But I, depend- I, I think the Colts is a phenomenal fit. Colts, I, I mean, they're off line. He's not going to get hit. I mean, he can just hand the ball off. Good run yeah. game. Good defense. They, they add one wide receiver, like a stud. It's a wrap. They, they, got, they got a young guy who I think is going to be a stud, Michael uh, Pittman Jr., I mean, they. I mean, Stafford's one of those guys who can make uh, receivers look better too. He can make T. Y. Hilton look a lot better as well. Make, yeah, he is. Yeah, T. Y. Would T. Y. Would definitely thrive with, with Stafford, but they, they just need a couple more guys. Like yeah, why? I mean, oh, why? And you could obviously address that in the draft as well. I mean, you have yes. the twenty-one pick. But you have their offensive these. line, their defense. That, that I think they'll give. That'll be a good AFC uh, championship be, game. That'll be a great uh, game. That'd be fun to watch. I mean, the, very fun to watch. I think and the plus, top three teams in the AFC would be the Bills, Colts, and Chiefs. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know whichever team Stafford's going on buying the jersey. So I'm just trying to see. Which I one. think it'll be the Niners. Um, just that's fine. All what the buzz we heard today. Huh? No, that's not going to happen. That's okay. not wait, luck. Wait, wait what? He, Malcolm says you'll buy a jersey if he's a bear. Will you buy a Bears jersey? I will not buy a bear jersey. Look, <laughs> this is what happened. Ryan Pace calls uh, Brad <laughs> yes. Holmes. Hi, this is Ryan. Then right away, Brad Holmes just hangs up. Well, your game is finished, Ryan Pace. He just hung up. I think the Colts would look more most natural just because you know he's wore the blue his whole career. Yeah. It, it, it look it look right with him. Yeah. The Niners, I mean, just look like back to his Georgia days almost. Yeah, Dude, I really want to see with uh with Kyle Shanahan. I really do. That'd be fun. Either the Lions play the Niners next year. At Ford Field too. Oh, he's gonna light Just... us up. He's gonna. Light... <laughs> <laughs> if he's on the Forty Niners, if he's on the Forty Niners, man, he's gonna light us up. He's gonna come out smiling. Oh my gosh. He's gonna he's gonna be smiling. 
just need like a like a deep threat down there. That's all they need in their set. All right, uh, let's jump to the next one. Voicemail. Um, do you think the Lions will draft the quarterback or try to trade Matt Stafford for a quarterback? Um, I think we, we draft one. Do we do you draft do we draft a quarterback or do we trade Matt Stafford for a quarterback? Like I don't think we're gonna trade for Donald if that's like what the question is or like yeah. Sean Watson or anything like that. I think we're gonna trade Stafford for draft picks, draft capital, and then we're gonna end up either trading up or we're gonna use some 100%. of that draft pick, you know, towards a quarterback. So and even like if they don't take one the first time, we didn't really mention this, but they could take like a Jamie Newman in the third or like a Kellen Mond in the fourth, something like that, like a. Like a developmental guy who has some potential. Yeah, I mean, Jamie be Newman. He's he's been fun to watch. Not gonna lie, I've been I've been impressed with him. Decision making's been sus, but overall, you know, he's got the nice touch pass. That's what I really look for. First, if you're scouting a quarterback, I'm not a scout by any means, but the first thing I look for: do they have a touch pass? If they have a touch pass, I can work with it. That's something I look for in the first thing. And I'm like, do they have a touch pass? Okay, if we can start talking. I can evaluate this guy. That's one thing. That's one reason why I'm not big on Lamar Jackson. If you guys yeah. follow me on Twitter, you guys know I'm not big on Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson doesn't have that touch pass, and he'll never have that touch pass. All right, I look at two things. One thing I really love is a strong armed quarterback. I think you guys, Malcolm and Tyler, know this. Now our listeners know. I love strong armed quarterback just because like they take your offense to the next level, and then accuracy is huge for me too. So again, that's probably why I'm high on Zach Wilson. Mobility, I'm not like. Super crazy, but but I just want my quarterback to be able to move, not just static. You know, Dwayne Hessens was kind of static. So, yeah. and that's weird be because he was like that. He, that's yeah, because he was like that in college. He's not he fast though. He's like he's like five one, five or five. What was he? A five one? I think he ran. Yeah, yeah, I but still, still in in Ohio State, he wasn't brick feet. Yeah, I was surprised the NFL he was kind of static. So. Maybe he realized how fast. Maybe he realized how fast as fuck everybody was. He's like, yo, I'm just gonna stay here. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay in this pocket, and whatever happens, happens, bro. Yeah. <laughs> because so, when you uh, realize those 300 pound linemen are running just as fast as you, bro, that's a confidence breaker. I don't want like an average armed quarterback to be my starter. I just don't like that. I'm not. I'm not like big on well, that. What's the main feature you look for? Like the first thing you look for, Malcolm, in a quarterback when you're scouting one. I'm looking at NFL throws. Yeah. That's yeah. that's my first thing on the oh. fourth NFL throws because, um, like like I was saying, like with, with Tua, I mean he he had a great college career, but he's having trouble adjusting to the NFL because he wasn't making as much NFL throws in in Alabama because he has so much talent around him, and now that he's realizing the coverage is sticky, in in the NFL, and he's trying having f- trouble finding the windows to 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 throw guys open or or when you see a guy's covered, just thinking. Oh, he's covered. Let me not throw it to him. But realistically, he's open. So, Malcolm, you like NFL throws. Is Zach Wilson your quarterback too? He, I told you that. He is? I told you that, yeah. He is. I, I told you that from just because, like I said, he's able to make NFL throws. Right. And he's able to throw balls in tight windows. Yeah. And, and, you got, and he's got the touch pass, which I look for. He, I mean, he, yeah, he, that's he like, a touch pass. Yeah, he, that he, also goes like, with the arm and yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he he can do it. That's why I don't have a problem with him at all. The thing is with him, I just I just, I just don't want to give up so much draft capital for him. That that's the thing. Like if he was there at seven, absolutely you take that guy. But he, there's no chance he's going to be there. He won't be there at seven. I'd be shocked. No, no, I mean, no. I think if Lawrence wasn't the number one pick, he'd be the number one pick. That, that's just my opinion. He, he would. Um, he would. 
Yeah, I th- I think you know something that Pierce City is maybe not as big into, but like it's nice to have. But I'm actually I look into it now for today's NFL quarterbacks is having mobility. You can move in the pocket, not like Zach Wilson can move in the pocket. He's kind yeah, of that's like what a, I mean. Yeah, like he's your Matthew Stafford, your Aaron Rodgers. Like he he'll like you know if if he's about to get sacked, he can move in the pocket, get a couple of yards. You know, maybe he'll get a first down. That's what he'll do, and that's important. But I like the mobile quarterback that can move in the pocket. And still have a touch pass. Like, look at the Kyler Murrays. Look at the Josh Allens. Even Justin Herbert. Like, I like those quarterbacks that can move in the pocket and, and still have that touch pass. So that's why I'm really big on guys like Trey Lance and Justin no, Fields. No, no offense, but Kyler Murray's kind of struggling right now. Well, Kyler Murray, I think, is going to be very successful. You still think he's going to be – I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he does. I just, I just know he's struggling right now. I mean, he's got that touch pass. He's got the mobility. I think he's in a good offense, too. So – I, I'm I'm very big on Kyler Murray. You know, one thing that scares me about mobility is how many hits could a guy take before he could get hurt? Because it's just like we saw what happened with RG three a while ago, and just mobile quarterbacks. It's kind of scary to me. But I loved RG three. If you're talking about strictly mobile, it's just so sad about what happened in his career. Strictly mobile scares me. I hate strictly mobile quarterbacks like Lamar yeah, Jackson. Yeah, I, I don't like those. Throw the ball. But RG3 wasn't a strictly mobile quarterback. Me, no, no, I know. Neither was Vic. Yeah. Yeah. I like Lamar. I mean, I like Justin Fields. Like, yeah. I still like him a lot. I just like Zach Wilson more. So he's Lamar Jackson. You. I like Lamar. Bro, Lamar is good. Just give it. He's still young. All right. But it's not a Lamar Jackson podcast. We're not going to talk about Lamar Jackson podcast here. All I'm going to say is an all pro and MVP. First team all pro MVP. That's it. I, and no. we'll never win a Super Bowl. So, yeah. Next voicemail. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, okay. Okay, that, that's pretty cool. Mm. Voicemail. What's going on, you guys? My name is Gino. I am a huge fan of the podcast and a huge Lions fan. I uh, live in Illinois, so it's a little bit different out here in uh, bear country, I guess you could say. Um, just hearing the news about Stafford absolutely broke my heart. I've been a fan of this team ever since, you know, I can remember. Um, from watching Good Dad. Jeff Garcia, John Kitna, to um, Dante Culpepper, uh, Joey Harrington. Um, I mean, there's there's so many names. I'm sure you guys can name more, too. But, you know, uh, just remember watching Stafford getting drafted first overall to the franchise was just such a very comforting feeling, knowing that we've maybe found, you know, a franchise quarterback and he's been just that over these past 12 years and unfortunately it's going to be extremely sad to see him go but he deserves it uh players like barry sanders and calvin johnson also deserved you know what matthew stafford is about to get and uh i hope he goes to the team that you know has uh the best chance to get him a super bowl ring and personally i think that's the indianapolis colts uh so, but it's going to be extremely weird to see anybody else but Stafford at the quarterback position. And I think the Lions are going to draft a quarterback this year. That's what it's looking like to uh, happen. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, I guess, in April. But um, it's going to be very, very weird. So, hope you guys are having a great day. And as always, go Lions. All right. So it looks like we all feel the same way about the last caller. So you guys have anything anything to comment on that? or? I mean, 
Yeah, like we mentioned, I think the Colts is a very good fit for Stafford, like we said. With the Niners, too, it's a really good fit. So, I mean, it sucks. We didn't build a winner around him, but, you know. That's what hurts the most, man. We couldn't build. It's just, that's, that is, that is tough because. That, that, that's tough, man, because the teams, and you brought up in the last episode, the teams that, that struggle to rebuild is because they, the lack of them finding a quarterback. So they build everything else nicely, but they just like, fuck, we're a quarterback away, or we don't have a quarterback. So that's what holds them back. Yeah. We did the complete opposite. We had a quarterback. We just we just neglected everything else. Yeah. I think, what, one year, Stafford had a, a defense? One year? 2014. 2014? And had a run game only one year. One game, one year, and I don't even consider that a game. Yeah, that, that, like year, a, that year is pathetic. 17th or 18th running game, something like that. We're 17th or 18th, but Reggie Bush literally had three good games that year. Yeah, one of them was explosive, too. Like one of them, yeah, he, he had three out-of-your-mind games. One was like a 200-yard game. I think he had a couple 200-yard games, or just was it just one? I, I, remember, better memory I, remember the, I remember the Thanksgiving Packers game. That's when he feasted. But there were some yeah. games that Reggie Bush was getting like 40 yards, 30 yards. 28 yards. So it's not like Reggie Bush had a, a out of your mind running like Stafford had an out of your mind running game. Yeah, that, and that's what sucks because yeah, like we mentioned, like it's hard to have hope going forward because we had the quarterback and we couldn't build had around him. him. Had him. We had him. Oh, well, I mean, I'll say this now. Like, like the last one of the callers said, like there's not really pressure to win now. So, and they also it just feels that's different true. the way the way they've hired these GMs and coaches. The way they're building up their staff, it just feels different to me. It doesn't feel like the same old lines. A lot of people have said that. It feels different. The vibe is different this year. I mean, you see it like. I mean, to be fair, the Aaron vibe is always different every time we hire a coach. Not gonna lie. I know, but I mean, like, but like <laughs> I, I, the staff I, I wanna, hirings, though. Like Aaron Glenn, that. he interviewed for a head coaching job. Aubrey Pleasant, highly thought of around the league. Like their hirings have That's been exciting. really good. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting, and yeah. and and. Best case scenario that it works out. That we probably have a competent coaching staff and everything works right. out. And their front office, I mean, you got a former GM in there, John Dorsey. You have a director of pro scouting and director of college scouting in there. Yeah. So um, looks very nice on paper. Which is yes. right. It I, looks I, amazing I, on paper. It's it just beautiful. Now, got to execute. Yeah, we gotta, now, gotta, we, gotta we, we need to see. Up. We need to see results. That, that's what the city needs. That's what this, the team needs. We need to see results. Because yes. we've seen a lot of nice things on paper before. We have a lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah, so... Uh, but, um, I, don't have a, I don't have a drink, but cheers to Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes building a winner in Detroit, right? Yeah. <laughs> cheers. All right, let's jump into the next voicemail. Uh, voicemail. Hey, guys. Uh, calling from New York. Um, I am devastated about Stafford News, but... I bet all of us are. He's, he's the only quarterback. I, I became a Lions fan 12 years ago. So um, this is the end of an era, but there it is exciting that something new is coming. But um, aside from the fact, um, what do you think about Marcus Mariota? Not, not, a, not a full-time solution, but a solution for now. You got your run, young running back in DeAndre Swift. You got Mariota, who I'd say is top. 10 in, like, running quarterbacks. One Monday night game. I think it was a Monday night game. He played really, really well. Um, and I never really I, – I always thought he had more to give than Jameis. But what are your opinions on Mariota? I'm not 
I'm not saying he's a full-time solution. I, I really want the Lions to maybe move up in the draft or get lucky and land Zach Wilson, but we'll see what happens. But uh, I'd like to hear you guys think about Mariota. Um, so regarding Mariota, he's actually under contract for the Raiders, so they'll have to trade for him. I don't really want to trade for a bridge quarterback. Me neither. Um, if he gets released, sure, he might get released to free up some cap space, but I don't really want to trade for a bridge quarterback. It's not worth it because we were talking about on this before air. It's like we just need a quarterback at most tops five to six weeks, and we could start thinking of our future quarterback because we're in the era of the NFL where these guys played right away, and that's just how it is now. So you just need a guy that's in there for five to six weeks. So there's no really point of trading for a quarterback when you could just almost sign whoever's out there available because there's some similar options. Maybe Mariota is a better option than these guys, but I mean, these guys are going to cost pennies compared, you know, trading draft capital, even, you know, if it's a six round pick for Mariota. So there's guys like Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Jacoby Brissett, like those guys could get the job done for five to six weeks. And then, you know, when you when your rookie quarterback's ready, if he's not even ready by week one, then you could you know throw him in after those five six weeks of starting one of those bridge quarterbacks. Let me ask a question: um, Why even waste time bringing one of those guys in when you have Chase Daniels on contract? Oh, no, because that's just, <laughs> that's just <laughs> wow. No, Pierre said no, fast as hell. No, no, no need to watch Chase Daniels start the season. We know what Chase Daniels is going to bring to the table, guys. He's not going to win you much. He's not going to win you a game, but. He's already on. He's on contract already. We no, can't you can't. Can you we can, even cut you, him? Yeah, you can cut him. Yeah, this year we could cut him. Yeah, let's just. I mean, could we try to be competitive at least? I mean, you're not going to get competitive football out of Chase Daniel. No, you're not. I mean, Chase Daniel is just now like like fans would wouldn't even want to go to the game. There's like fans are allowed. They wouldn't want to go to the game to watch Chase Daniel. I want to see someone like who's had starting experience. Like Chase Dillon has experience in the league, but not starting experience. He has, starting he has emergency. He has emergency experience. He has experience of being an you know emergency option. Oh <laughs> Can you imagine going through a season with Chase Daniels as your starter? He's not going to no. be. This, this is the thing right now. Whoever we bring in, and like you said, the most five games. Is it, the reason why is because the only way they'll keep this guy is if we have a winning record. And there's no way we're going to have a, I don't. I, I don't see after five games we're saying that you know, three and two, you know, or four and one. That's when you're like, okay, keep the guy in there. He's winning games. Why, 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 why rush the rookie? But if you're looking at, you know, after five games, you're one and four or you're two and three, play your rookie. Yeah. I mean, so at that point, is it going to matter? Probably not. But like, it just Chase Daniel, no. It's a big no. It's just yeah, Chase Daniel, I, I get it. He's just he's a disgusting quarterback. I get it. That just doesn't show the locker room much urgency of winning. Like you know, bring a Tyrod Taylor, you know, that's a he's been a starter before. Players will play for Tyrod, players will play for Jacoby. I'm not saying players won't play for Chase Daniel, but like it's just not a good look when Chase Daniel's gonna be your starting quarterback going through the season, in my opinion. He might have, if there's a preseason, he wouldn't he wouldn't even be the starter. If I there's just, a preseason, yeah. he, he wants to start. I just don't think it's a very good look if Chase Daniels is going to be your QB1 going to the year. Just, that's an <laughs> awful look, in my opinion. I'm kind of with Tyler there. I just don't want Chase Daniel. Is, um, let me ask. Is, is um, Minshew an option? Yeah, that's fine. You might have to trade for him, but he shouldn't cost a lot. He's like, he should be like a 
fifth, sixth round pick, something. But like at the that. same time, like we mentioned, we don't. If he's caught, fine. But like, we don't yeah. need to be trading for anybody yeah. right now. I mean, you could just. I, I, I didn't know his contract situation. That's what I was just asking. Yeah. He's just but he's it, on a rookie contract, so it's cheap. And he was a late pick, so is his contract up? No, no, no I think he has two years left. I mean, he's only played his. Uh, he only played two years in the league, so yes, yeah, so he has two years on his deal. On so his rookie year. Four year deal. No, okay. Um, all right. I guess most likely what Tyra Taylor it is. I think Taylor Brissett or um, Fitzpatrick Taylor, makes sense. Brissett, Fitzpatrick. They if they want to go like with a guy they're familiar with, James Wins, but he has some character issues. Oh, shit. Like off field, not character, but like some off field issues. I don't know if uh, Sheila will sign off on some of those. I think Tyrod or Brissett. Crab man, sense. man, man, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe we'll be eating some W's and biting off some kneecaps, right? <laughs> I'm a good mix. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, uh, let's jump to the next voicemail. Uh, voicemail. Hey, this is uh, Jesse Jesse C calling from uh, Nevada. Uh, I've been a Lions fan for about seven, eight years now. Ever since I started watching football, and uh, I really think I know I sound really naive when I say this, but I definitely think we're actually making real changes. You know, I've never seen them do such like sweeping moves when it comes to getting rid of all of our coaching staff. Basically, everybody is gone and we're just clearing house, putting these new guys in that are way more experienced and have a lot more um, knowledge of the game. Again, I'm not trying to get my hopes too high, but I could definitely see us in three years having a chance to maybe win a playoff game. You know, I, I, that's all I want. I want us to win a playoff game like before I have kids. <laughs> and I'm only 18, so we got plenty of time. But um, no, I really like the hires on mostly everybody. My favorite hire out of all of this was easily John Dorsey. Having that as a, like, like that special GM kind of guy that can just uh, really educate uh, Brad Holmes on who we should draft. I think we're going to make really good decisions in the draft as far as the whole Stafford business. I love Stafford. I'm really uh, excited to see him go to a team that's contending, and that's what I want. I want us to get him to a contender, and I would be very happy uh, with getting like the 12th pick uh, that the 49ers have, trading him for the 12th pick, and then maybe using the 7th and the 12th trade up higher to secure Zach Wilson. Because Zach Wilson is that guy. He is the best quarterback in the draft yes Lawrence, you know i'm really excited uh to see how this offseason goes i think it's going to be a lot different than what we're used to it's going to be a lot more sweeping changes we might be terrible next year but wait for that rise i definitely think we have a lot more potential one pride i'm out all right i just want to apologize for interrupting but like i think he'd be okay with it because like there's a lot of people on the Zach Wilson train. Like, hey, Pierre, what'd you do? Hey, this is this hey. is this is a, one of Pierre's followers. This is Pierre's potion. I've educated my followers that Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, they, they have eyes too. They watch football. They watch college yeah. football. He's, I told you so. he's my number two. He's a good, great. He's a, he's he makes the NFL throws. He's a good good quarterback. I just want to say Malcolm said the same thing when when he was younger. He said, "I want to see a playoff one before I have kids." And that didn't happen. Yeah, you're two kids in now. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. Um, I mean, I know he said he was 18. And he said he'd never seen this do like a complete overhaul like this. I could kind of tell him that this happened in 2000. 
This happened in 2009. <laughs> this happened in 2002. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're not going to be depressed here. We're starting I'm, not, I'm not trying to be depressed, but I'm talking about like a complete overhaul. We, we, we went through this. I mean, I'm just hoping that we get this yeah. shit right. And that's, that's all we we're hoping for. Everything looks nice. I remember the year when um, Steve Mariucci was 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 named Mooch. as our head coach, Mooch, and he had a hell of a staff too. He had uh, Mike Martz, who was a former head coach of a the Super Bowl, um, St. Louis Rams, as our OC. So everything was looking promising, but then you know it Shit just didn't work fan. out. Didn't work out. Shit hit the fan. So I'm just hoping that everything here works out. Everything, everything looks nice now. I'm just hoping that we get this shit right, and we have a future. We have a football team. We go all cheer about, and to be happy about. That's what I was saying. I mean, everything looks nice on paper until we see it on the field. That's what really matters at the end of the day. Paper is good. It's nice, but we got to see what happens on the field and how they execute. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I mean, remember, like a few years ago, they said the Eagles were the dream team. Not few years, maybe like six, seven years ago. You're talking about when they, they had the like, like D in them? And when yeah. they had um, Vince, they had Vince Young as a backup quarterback. It, that was all Vince Young's done. Vince Young was like, yeah, we're the dream team. Yeah, and so, Nami, uh, Nami Ashima as, as, a, as yeah. a corner. Nami, they had Nami, they had Asante Samuels. Yeah, I remember that squad. I knew that was going to be a flop. I knew that was going to be a flop. It's kind of like almost like the recent Browns. But they're looking like they're, it's actually going to work, though. It's been working for them lately. But I remember... When they built that staff with Dorsey, actually, when you know they got Baker Mayfield, they just traded for OBJ, just traded for Jarvis Landry. I mean, that was kind of like this generations of like that Philadelphia Eagles team, you know. But I mean, for them, it's worked out. But it's worked out in different ways. It's kind of worked out without the stars, like without OBJ, you know, being that star. He was hurt, and they're, they actually looked better without him almost. OBJ, that's a name that's out there right now. Mm. Do we have a chance of like probably is he is he on a contract or do, would they like have to trade for him or yeah they have to trade, have to trade for him so he's not a free agent okay no, no. unless they release him but I'm, I'm sure like they they wouldn't release him That's they want to get happened. rid of him they should get capital something for him at least yeah I don't would, know. would he be would would you guys be mad if we traded for your OBJ it depends for what I love OBJ but like he's coming off a major injury bro that's why he might be go for cheap I don't think he'll go high. I love OBJ. I've been an OBJ fan um, for a while, so that'll be interesting. That's interesting. I don't know about that, honestly. I don't know. Yeah, especially to bring back uh, Galladay. I just, I, I don't know, man. It just when you're in this situation like Detroit, I don't know if that makes very much sense. Yeah, right I think maybe just kind of like yeah, get some young wide sure receivers and stuff. You're right, but it's, how old is OBJ? I think he's not seven or twenty-eight. He's not old, but he's not young. Yeah, he's not, he's, not, he's, he's like, like entering his prime right now. If he could, if he could survive, man, yeah. he's been banged up. All right, and we made it, guys, to the very last voicemail. I want to thank everybody who called and left voicemails. We appreciate it. And when we have our next voicemail episode, hopefully, you give us another call so you could be on the air. And with that being said, let's jump into the very last voicemail. Uh, voicemail. Hello. Who do you think? is going to get Stafford, and can we get Deshaun Watson? What is the opinion? Hashtag one pride. Okay. All right. Who want to take a crack at this? Uh, do you want to all say it at the same time? Like one, two, three, nobody? Uh, three, two, one. Niners. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we I think we're all in on it. I think Stafford's going to the Niners. Um, no, I don't think we're gonna get Deshaun Watson. Even if they even if Detroit made a juicy trade to the Texans, mm-hmm. I think Deshaun Watson will look at the situation, look at Detroit and says, No, I'm 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 I don't want to go there. Yeah. I just I'm trying to get out of a dumpster fire, not come into another dumpster yeah, fire. Yeah, so Watson, for those of you that don't know, Watson has a no trade clause in his contract. He could veto any trade, so he basically <laughs> dictates where he goes. I didn't even know that existed in the NFL. I didn't know that existed. This is an NBA move. His agent is really smart. Who, who else? Is there more players that has contracts like this? I'm sure, like, the top guys probably do just because, like, that's I'm probably, not sure. But That's probably why all these um, contract negotiations be going, taking years to get done because I'm pretty sure all these players want no, no trade clause on their contract. But at the end yeah. of the day, the team still has a lot of leverage because if you decide to sit out, you get fined like crazy. So you do. it's almost... So it's almost not worth it, but you know you kind of have it, it's leverage on both sides because for Watson, you know there's going to be multiple teams interested, so that's not an issue. But if like only one team is interested and he's not interested, that doesn't work in his favor because he's either stuck on the current team he's on, or he has to accept that no trade clause. But I don't think it's going to be an issue with Deshaun Watson because let's say the Lions offer a very juicy offer and the Texans accept that offer and he goes no. I don't think the Lions would be the only team interested in Deshaun Watson. The Dolphins would be like, okay, we'll we'll try to offer him. Okay, Jets, we'll try to offer him. Like, there's gonna exactly. be multiple teams offer him. So he has the leverage in that situation. So and, and that kind of that kind of um makes you not go to a bad situation, if as I'll say. Yeah. Like if, if you if you want to go to a winner, like yeah. for example, like like when OBJ was on the Giants, if he had no trade clause, I think he probably would have even though there's a bright future with the Browns. I think he would have probably decided to go somewhere else. Maybe. I mean, I don't really know. Maybe. Um, yeah, maybe, I mean, because I know, I know his boys there, so I, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's possible. It's like if, if let's say, like, teams weren't in the market for Deshaun Watson, then that's a tough situation on him, and that no trade cost almost does nothing for him. Because yeah. if he doesn't – if, let's say, Detroit is the only team interested somehow, like – it's, you choose Houston or Detroit. I mean, that's all your only options. Yeah, but like when I think the NFL is going to be more like the NBA soon because you're seeing like guys like Stafford, Deshaun Watson. You're probably going to see more later on in the future. If you're not winning and you're young and you think you have a chance to win, you're going to ask out. Yeah, it's never going to be as much as like the NBA, and that's good because you don't want right. this league going to the NBA type. No, teaming up and doing this and it, that. It gets, and it gets messy. Dictating yeah. where exactly you want to go and. And yeah, just, but that's what it's kind of trending like, because like you saw, like Deshaun had a no trade clause in his contract. Um, yes, too, out. He's getting out. Too many guys in the NFL for I, that to happen, though. I think there's only like a handful of guys that could have the yeah. a, a no trade clause and it works out in their favor. Like, like the what, superstars. Like Watson's one of those guys. Mahomes one of those guys. Like, how funny would it be if Carson Woods had like a no trade clause? That'd be hilarious. I mean, as much as I hate the guy, but Lamar Jackson probably has one of those probably going to be in his future contract he, coming up. He is. He should, because you got to think about it. If, if Lamar Jackson, I, I know you don't think he's a the, a good quarterback, but if he hit the market right now, I think half the league will be after Lamar Jackson. Oh, 100%. He's 24 years old. I understand, exactly. the, I, I understand the hype around him. I'm personally just not hype on around him. Yeah, I don't yeah. see the hype around him. That's different. Yeah, I that's see. Why, I was gonna say that's why a no trade clause for Lamar Jackson will work in his favor. Yeah. No, it makes sense, and it makes sense for the Ravens why they want to keep him. He's got you to the playoffs every year. He's been there, so like, yeah. you don't move off on that. I understand oh. it from the team standpoint, but 
You just for think me, he's never going to win Super Bowl. For me, sitting on my couch and just evaluating him, I just don't like that style of quarterback. I don't think that style of quarterback is going to win. That style of quarterback has never won in the NFL. Never. Uh, you know, closest thing. The closest thing has been Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson. He's got a touch pass. He has. He can throw the ball. Yeah. It's a big uh, difference to me. Big difference. Who knows? Maybe he'll be the, the first scrambling quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Don't see it happening. Okay, different story on a different day. You know, he could develop. Like we're not talking about Lamar, but he could still develop. Like Josh Allen took a huge step this year, so maybe Lamar Jackson could come out next year and take a huge step. You don't know that. You never know. I ain't gonna hear that. That dude would need Peyton Manning as his QB coach. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm not trying to. You gotta change his whole fundamentals. You're talking about teach him how to drop back and throw the ball and. I mean, he's never done it in college. Guys, he was a first-team All-Pro and MVP. I'm just saying, like, the well, guy is super talented. For running. He's talented, man. Yeah, because he could run. He could I, this, this is the thing with Lamar Jackson, and this is me. I I, I like him. And, you know, I, I'm going to root for him. Me too. But the thing is, like, if, if they're down by 21 points, you see them coming back. Probably. I mean, you know my like, answer. But think the thing it. is, though, think but the thing it. is, though, I mean, think about his receivers right now. They got to upgrade there. They got they got Hollywood Brown. They got Willie Sneed. And you think the, the, the tight end? The tight think end's receivers are probably. What's the that tight end's name? He's Mark pretty Andrews. good. Yeah, Mark Andrews. That's all he really has. And you I think mean, the receivers are problem? I think yeah. I think the receivers are also part of the problem too. You saw like with Josh Allen once they gave him Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I'm but just saying. Stephon, I mean, you know, Josh Allen, like. He knew he's a arm. guy that has a big arm, and he could he could make plays, you know. Yeah, but like you also have to surround Lamar with better talent. I mean, dude, he has Hollywood Brown and Willie Sneed. Like those guys are decent, but they're like two or three wide receivers at best. They're not a one. I know we're talking about the Ravens right. right now, but the style of offense is just not winning football either. And, so and if he had Kenny Galladay, if he had Kenny Galladay on that team, if you're down by twenty one points, do you see them coming back? Possible, you throw it up. Kenny will come on with it. No, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, bro. I, don't I mean, know. Greg Roman's offense just college. It's a college style offense that's just meant for running the ball. They're gonna, they they're gonna win. They're gonna win games, but yeah. it's just like if you're down, like they're the team. Like I look at like just like the Titans. If the Titans are down, I don't think they're screwed. The same thing yeah. with um the the Ravens. That's fair. It is what it is. Um. We'll we're, not, we're not an NFL pod. We're more of a Lions pod, but yeah. this, this, this was good talk. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. That was pretty good. All right, guys. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of the Pride Podcast. Hope you guys all enjoyed our long-awaited mailbag episode. It's been a yep. while. Yep. And, you know, being down here in Mobile to record it, you know, it was a very important. I had to make sure I was down here to record it. And so, um, hope you guys all enjoyed. If you guys could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever the hell you guys are listening to this podcast, it's much appreciated. And I'm out. Peace. All right, guys. Hope you are all staying safe during this time. And I'm out. Peace. All right, guys. It's your boy Malcolm, and you know, you know how it is. Um, I'm out. Peace. <laughs>